Hi, and welcome to Real Life with Jenny. My name is Jenny Sandipataratna. Grab your favorite drink and a snack, and we will get started. Today, I've got my old standby tea, right? It's the toasted coconut almond bark black tea, and I am trying a new cookie. It is a dark chocolate peppermint cookie thin, and I figure if the word thin is in the title, we are all good. <laughs> so let's get real. Today, I want to talk about something that's really near and dear to my heart. I'm going to talk about my maternal grandmother. Her name was Lorraine Osland. She was an amazing woman and I actually dedicated um, the unnamed zookeeper to her. She was my constant cheerleader and my inspiration for faith and just absolutely not giving up in life. So I want to talk a little bit about her and why she's inspired me. So I hope you can hang in and we'll get through this. So my grandmother was 5'9 at her height when she was her tallest. And when she died, she was, I believe, under 5 feet. I know she was down at my shoulders and I'm about 5'4. So <laughs> um, she was 92 pounds and she was a spitfire. <laughs> She um, never gave up. She was all, she walked with a walker probably for 20 years of her life um, for, uh, with osteoporosis and she had a really bad heart and um, many times in the hospital for that heart. Oh my goodness. The times that we drove quickly to the hospital to see her and be there with her and slept in chairs. So, <laughs> you know, the memories come flooding back, but she never stopped. I remember um, the last probably five years of her life, she, I would say, Grandma, would you just stop and I'll do it for you? And she's like, nope, if I stop, I won't start again. So I refuse to stop. So she was always going. She would even dust at the end. Like you just, she'd get one of those like feather dusters and like just walk around the room and it would take her a really long time. And <laughs> it was, you know, she didn't always remember what she was doing, but she never stopped. To the day that she died, she had her brother who lived down the street, her younger brother, come and they did crossword puzzles together every morning. She always had a pot of coffee on, except in the evening, but even in the evening she had coffee on. She always had a pot of coffee on for people to stop by the house, and she always had some kind of a treat, whether it was a coffee cake or Rice Krispie bars or my husband's favorite brownie bars that I cannot duplicate for the life of me. <laughs> She always had something there for, she was so hospitable and people just always came to her house. And every time I was there, there was like a new person sitting in the kitchen, sitting there talking to my grandmother over a cup of coffee. She always had her doors open and was always available for anyone that needed it. And I think that's so important to find someone in your life that stretches you in that way. I am not good with that. I am very, um... We are very quiet in our home. In fact, I could like take the microphone out right now and you would hear the noise of my house, which is nothing <laughs> other than me and everybody is in the house. The dog, the child and my husband are all here and in a very small home. And it was just, we just have a very quiet home. Not a lot of people come over. Um, maybe because I don't invite people because it makes me super nervous and I don't have the gift of hospitality my grandmother had. I don't know. But she was always open to having people in her lives that she could just be with. She never gave a lot of advice. She never 
um, did a lot of leading. She always just sat and listened. And I think that's something we've lost. We have lost the ability to not have to be heard, right? We have lost the ability to just sit and listen to other people and what's going on in their lives. We always have to give them advice and be, you know, let me hear me, hear what I have to say. Here's my opinion. My grandmother would share her opinion. um, And when she did, like back up. (laughs) But she really rarely needed to be heard. She never spoke in public. Um, She was always in the kitchen of the church, serving coffee, serving bars. She was always behind the scenes. That was her gift. Um, And she was one of the best grandmothers I think any human being could ever have. She was a constant Jenny cheerleader. I could do no wrong. Um, And when I did, she told me. (laughs) And you took took note because it was very rare when she said, hey, Jen, get your life together. She never called me Jen, but it was always Tweety. That was my name. I have no idea why. <laughs> um, who knows? Like, you get these weird nicknames. She was, she called me Tweety, and that's what I was. So, um, I, I don't know. It's really weird. Now I'm kind of going, oh, maybe I should have asked a question about that, but I didn't, so here we are. Um, she was a constant teacher for me and constantly showing me how to do things. She never made dinner and didn't have me going, no, Jenny, watch what I'm doing. Uh, Every meal, every treat, everything she did that I was in her presence, she was teaching me. And I think that is so neat. I think so often we just go through life and we just, we don't take the time to teach the people around us. Not that she was like, hey, get over here and learn from me. It was... See what I'm doing? Do you understand what I'm doing? And taking the time to show me what it was like to make gravy. It wasn't like, oh, this is like she just made gravy and I was watching. She'd say, hey, do you understand why I did this? And I'd go, I don't. And she'd go, okay, let me explain to you why I make gravy this way. I mean, it was never like a, hey, Jenny, sit down and take notes. It was, this is what I'm doing. Ask questions, Jenny. Get involved. And I love that form of teaching. And that's kind of what I try to do with my daughter. Although she rarely cares about some of the stuff that I do. But that's where we are in life. We have a teenager, right? It's okay. But I've always tried to say, hey, do you understand what I'm doing? Do you, you know, instead of saying, no, here's what you do. Just kind of asking questions. And so for me, when I was growing up, I knew that my grandmother um, always had my back. And so when I met Kevin, uh, my grandmother and my grandfather both met Kevin before we were married, and they fell in love with him. They thought he was the best thing that had ever come into my life. And I remember my grandmother the day before my wedding, and I, um, she was down in the basement with me, and we were talking about things, and I had gotten something from Kevin that had really like throwing me for a loop and I've got a whole sermon about that we'll talk about that another day and my grandmother was like he's a good man and he loves you and you are going to be happy and just really gave me some solid advice like it's okay there's it's not going to be perfect you are going to argue life is not always going to be easy but this is good and you know God brought him to you Jenny 
And I just, I remember because she had a marriage with my grandfather that was odd. I I mean, whenever we talk about my grandmother and my grandfather, they were married for over 60 years. And all I remember as a kid was him, my grandmother going, Enard! That was his name. And she'd just yell it across wherever she was. And my grandfather would come running. (laughs) No matter where he was, what he was doing, she'd yell it in the yard and Enard would come running. Like she, she was everything to my grandfather. And she really, she didn't wear the pants, but she hemmed them and made sure that they were hanging right and allowed my grandfather to wear them. <laughs> she was a strong woman. And like I said, she never gave up. She never stopped. She was always moving. And so when she passed away, I inherited or because my mom's an only child. And so when I had Samantha, my grandmother probably was the happiest of anybody in my life. I think she was happier than I was. And she I remember her saying, Jenny, your one child is a gift. And she never put any pressure on me to have more. She never said, "You're oh, Jenny, this is it. You're going to have a ton more. She was like, you have one child. This is so amazing. And it's so good that you got this one because this one's perfect. And it was always in her mind expected that I would have this one child because I had it had been a long time since um, I had, you know, 10 years before I got Samantha. So um, my grandmother was just like, just be content with what you have. She wanted more children and wasn't able to have more children because her pelvic bone was broken when my mom was born. And so she only had one child and really found contentment in that and really was like, Jenny, it's okay to be content in this situation. And so when she passed away, Um, There wasn't, there's not a lot of us. There was only my mother and my brother and sister and I that inherit everything that my grandmother and grandfather had, which seemed to be a lot. (laughs) Not a lot of money, a lot of stuff, like lots and lots of stuff. Um, What I did learn is my grandmother threw nothing away, ever, ever. (laughs) She kept everything, which, you know, I mean, I'm very opposite of that. I... I'm like, oh, nice. That's beautiful. Okay, now it can go. Um, But when she passed away, I was the lucky one to get all of her recipes. My mom doesn't like to cook. (laughs) My sister likes to make up her own recipes. Please don't tell her what to do. And my brother was single and did not care. So I got all of her recipes. And I am telling you right now, I got her recipes and all of her cookbooks. And it would blow you away how many single recipes I have. I had to get rid of a lot of them. I had two giant totes full of single recipes, not full of cookbooks of three by five cards of recipes or recipes she had cut out. And yes, I have gone through every single one of them and have organized them all. And it is crazy. If you need any Jell-O salads, please email email me. I've got more Jell-O salads or recipes and I hate Jell-O salads. Um, <laughs> I have more recipes for jello salads than any human being should ever know. And I have more pies and cookies. And she wasn't a big cook. She loved to bake. But the thing I really want to talk about here, and I know I've talked a long time about my wonderful grandmother. But the thing I want to 
really remind you of is when I went through her cookbooks and when I went through her recipes, the one thing I found in common was she took recipes from other people and she um, wrote down a lot of recipes. And when I went through, you, you know, you find those really cool cookbooks from the old, the church and every woman sends in a bunch of recipes and they put it in a book and you have the church recipe cookbook. She had tons of those. And almost every single recipe she wrote the word good, tried, don't eat. <laughs> she made a comment on every recipe um, to say, hey, this was good. This was not good, you know. But almost every recipe in her entire thing, she changed something on it. So when you go through her cookbooks, you do not see the recipes. You see my grandmother going, nope, not enough salt. Add this much salt and said, nope, too much of this. No, it needs a splash of this. And every single recipe she changed. I just go, okay, I don't know that I'd take the time to change everybody else's recipe. But I think that's something that we do not do often enough in life. So often we get the recipe card and we just follow it. And we do not take time to make it to our own specifications. We do not take the time to go, oh, you know what? I really, my family, we're not big onion people. So I leave out the onions in most recipes. They're, they're great, but we don't enjoy them. So I take them out. I know every recipe calls for them. My grandmother would scratch it out and put something else in. And so often in life, we are just going through life and following the recipe and not seeing what we could do to make it better for ourselves or the people around us or our relationship with God. We so often just go, here's the recipe someone's given me 14 years ago and how I follow God and I'm not going to leave this recipe. And God is saying, hey, put a little bit more spice into this. Let's ask, let's do something different. Let's be different, right? We do not go off script. And my grandmother, a little spitfire that she was, always went off script. Never followed a recipe. She had them. They were all, all over everywhere. They were on every cupboard. They were in every nook and cranny in her kitchen. But she never followed the recipe to the T because she knew what tasted best and was always trying new things. And that's what God's calling me to do um, these last couple months is for me, honestly, I my prayer life has been something that I really, really enjoy. But he is asking me to do something bigger, to ask for something bigger. You know, I talked last time about the wish list that we give God. And we can so often say, Lord, bless this person, bless that person. Lord, I need your help here. I need your help there. And I feel like God is calling me to make a big ask. Ask for something big. Ask for something that only he can do and watch and see what he can do. And that is way outside my comfort zone. I am much more of a, Lord, I really need jelly beans. Is there any way you could help me find some small miracle, right? I'm not a, Lord, we need money for this. I, you know, would you help me? Would you help me find that money? I am, that is a hard thing for me to do for ask for a big miracle, ask for a big healing for someone. 
Um, it's easier for me to do it for someone else's life. Like I could pray healing in other people's lives, emotionally, financially, spiritually, um, physically, but asking for myself and my family is something I really struggle with. It's something that I, I will ask God for daily small things, but asking for big miracles is really hard for me. And so God is challenging me to change my recipe card and add something new to it and say, Lord, this month, and that's what I've been doing. I've been doing it month by month, asking him for a big quote unquote. You can't see my air quotes. All of a sudden I'm like, wait, they can't see my air quotes. Um, quote unquote, big miracle for me. So I prayed for a specific number of books to be sold in the month of February, which would be a huge ask for me. It was a bigger number than I would have ever come up with because <laughs> I'd be happy if like two books sold. I mean, like, woo, yeah. And I asked God for a big number and just prayed it once or twice a week. I didn't like constantly think about it because, you know, I've already talked about that would be too stressful to me. I wrote it down so I'd see it around the house and just went, okay, and I prayed for that number. And honestly, I don't know whether I met that number or not. To be fair, I have no idea because Amazon doesn't tell you their numbers till like six months later. Who knows? But um, I know that it's gone well. And this month, I am praying for something that's really big and really hard. I'm like, I'm like, okay, Lord, this is way too big for me to ask. But I think that so often in life with our, I'm going to say it again, with our spiritual lives, we follow the recipe card we were given. We do not go off script. And I'm going to challenge you this week. I want you to think about what you could do in your prayer life, in your walk, just daily walk, in your friendships, that is maybe a little spice. Changing and tweaking that recipe and see what kind of adventure you could go on. You know what? It may not always work. Because there were a lot of recipe cards that I was, that she'd have to scratch it out two or three times. And <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm not really sure what the amount of salt is here because it's been scratched out four times. But try it. See. Try the recipe. See, Lord, hey, I'm going to try something new. I'm going to read a different book of the Bible I'm not comfortable with. I'm going to go talk to someone about what I'm struggling with. I'm going to be more vulnerable. I'm going to ask the Lord for something bigger. Let's use our imagination. Let's see what God could do if we're willing to tweak the recipe that we've been that we've been using for years, just like my grandmother did. Always try new things. Let's see if that makes a difference. For me it has. For me it's been really hard and really stretching. And um, we'll see what God does. But why not ask? Why not ask for something big? Why not make some changes and see if we could get a little more excitement out of life? Well, that's all I have for today. I hope that it was encouraging to you. Um, go give your grandmother a hug if she's still alive. I know I would love to hug her one more time and say, you know what, Grandma? You are amazing and thank you for your inspiration. So give the ones that you love a hug. Find us at Real Life with Jenny on Instagram and Facebook and MeWe. You can find us at ChristConnection.cc slash Jen. And you could find the Unnamed Zookeeper, which is dedicated to my wonderful grandmother on Amazon, Lulu, and Barnes & Noble. Love all of you. Go and let's change those recipes this week.